0: I am changing Every single move you're making Sense of analyzed
1: predictions Far beyond the comprehension
0: I've been tortured with arriving Thoughts to stop a star from shining Welcome to another very special episode of the Men and Tides podcast. On this one, I have a very special guest that I, one of the people that I met on Threads. Uh, her name is Soda, and we talked a lot about wrestling and a little bit about mental health and some art and creativity and other fun stuff like that. Uh, and uh, yeah, without further hesitation, here is my conversation with Soda. Excited to be having this conversation with you, It's you know especially with the mental health. Aspect of it, Botics. It's been a while since I've spoken to anybody specifically about that particular subject. Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Yeah. Hello, everyone. I'm Soda and I am a podcaster, artist, writer, creative of all sorts. And I'm also very passionate about mental health and women empowerment. And yeah, I'm just excited to talk today a little bit about how wrestling has played a huge part in my life and kind of. Reshaping my perspective on things, on the way I think, on the way I act, on the way I create. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to be here.
0: I'm excited to have you here as well. We met through Threads. I don't remember exactly what post it was that we found each other on. Um,
1: you were you were mentioning that you were looking for people to discuss. Uh, anything from mental health to wrestling to superheroes to uh, kind of a variety of subjects that I thought was a very interesting post. So I'm like, hey, I love I love that discussion. So it's something I've been wanting to discuss for a while. So I'm, I'm glad you were able to invite me on.
0: Yeah, because I've been reaching out to a lot of people over the last few years to be able to have these kind of discussions and conversations with most of them, would say yes, yes, but then just keep pushing it off and pushing it off and then it just never happens. Um, but the few people that I do get to do this with, I am generally appreciative of that. And everyone that has reached out to me on DMs through Instagram, um, I will get back to you as soon as I can because it's a lot more than I expected there to be. Well, you know, I kind of want to talk about what you were saying about kind of
1: pushing things off because i know for me i'm huge i'm a huge um victim of someone who tends to say you want to do things you you say yes that sounds like a great idea and then you don't have that inertia to actually do the thing and i've i've had that problem basically my whole life and maybe about Seven, six years, six and a half years ago, I met my husband, who is the complete opposite of me. He is very much someone who, when he says something, he's gonna do it. And he's the one that actually introduced me to wrestling. And I thought I I didn't even realize wrestling was even a thing anymore. I'm just like, people still watch that, that's ridiculous. I I just thought it was a bunch of big dudes punching each other. I didn't want anything to do with that. And then he had me watch, it was, um, it was the Royal Rumble, the first women's Royal Rumble. And something about watching these 30 women just all show up, all give it their all, all express themselves in the way that, you know, they want to express, they enhance whatever part of themselves that they want to show to people and really fight. All these other women whether it's you know scripted or not it it really struck something with me and it really inspired me about this idea of actually going for your dreams and making those things come true so that's kind of my introduction to wrestling and also this this idea of actually going forward with things which ties into both mental health and creativity. So I think uh, yeah they go hand in hand for me.
0: What stories or specific wrestlers have you know have you gravitated towards?
1: Yeah, there's been there's been quite a few. I'm I mostly really enjoy the 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 women's wrestling, but also there's been some really inspirational men's stories too. Uh, the first one that I really got into was becky lynch's story of when she kind of transitioned into the man or whatever and kind of she went from being kind of one of the the four horsewomen to her own thing and i found that very inspiring to just really let myself stand out and be my own person um i was also very very inspired by kofi mania the whole him being the underdog and kind of not taken seriously because he's like me and just loves fun silly things and the way that you know they they try to put everything against him and he just fought and fought and really worked to make his dreams come true that that was very inspiring to me as well so um yeah just the the way they have their storylines and the way things you you might lose a certain fight a certain championship opportunity but the way you know with the with the cody rhodes story how everyone thought he would finish his story last time and it's still going and you know seeing we'll see if it it eventually is completed but seeing the long run the big picture and the way triple h just like has everything in mind ahead of time and has things prepared. So you you're constantly on your toes and not expecting what's going to happen next. And that's just like life. And that's what I try to think of when I do when I do have setbacks and I do lose a battle. Just having that long term um, kind of perspective is is really changed the way i think
0: i want to get your opinion on uh, i mean if you want to discuss it and if you don't want to that's fine the with some of the stuff that's come out about vince mcmahon and all the stuff that he's been accused of with how he's treated some of the women that have worked for the company like
1: yeah that was that was really upsetting for me but at the same time i always i always had a bad feeling about him i always like that was that was one of the things that for a while i didn't really want to watch wrestling for a while because i just as I, as a say now got the ick got the ick i i loved the you know because i wanted to be inspired by these women but i knew that there were you know there was some there were things going on in the background things that women do have to face with no matter how strong they are no matter how powerful they are no matter how successful they are it's it's almost always a man in charge and a man doing these these corrupt things and but just the fact that it is finally under investigation i'm i'm hoping that it does bring to light some of these and i i'm not like fully informed on everything going on but i do know that you know we we do need more um attention to these kind of things because it is so much more common than people realize and i'm yeah i'm I'm glad that they're doing things about it i'm glad that i mean these these women on the roster they are really strong <laughs> they are strong athletic women and it's not just in you know and there's there's some beautiful attractive women in there um that are also strong but it's not just you know. you think about some of the old the old wrestling and it was just about looking hot for a period of time and just the way that they are so hardworking and so athletic and so talented that it it does bring me hope that um, that we can be more taken a little bit more seriously and having this respect and the more and more i see them on as a main event i i do um, enjoy seeing that
0: yeah i definitely agree because i i grew up during the attitude era when and how women were treated back then yeah I, at the time i was you know, adolescent, teenager, 12, 13, 14 years old. Of course, yeah, at the time, I enjoyed it. But now, as an adult, 37 years old, looking at it, I realize just how poorly these women were treated and how much worse they probably were treated behind the scenes that we don't know about and some of the stuff that has come out in recent years. Like I mentioned it on the last my last podcast with the Ashley Massaro stuff, whereas, like I said, I didn't know her personally. But I did used to talk to her on Twitter when I was still on there. And she really was one of the sweetest people I had ever interacted with on there. And some of the other women's wrestlers that I've met over the years, like Mickey James, uh, Maria Kanellis, mm. how sweet that they are. And knowing that they had probably experienced some of that stuff, too. And just... How that makes them, how, how that'll make them feel, especially, especially now that they're, they're, especially them specifically, that they're both parents now. And if they had daughters that wanted to be in the business, knowing what they had experienced, you know, of course they would not want their kids to experience that either. And I know that this is something that is not exclusive to the wrestling industry. It happens in a lot of industries and companies and corporations where, you know, men in power take advantage of vulnerable women. That are on are on you know, for like for like a better term on the the low end of the totem pole, or, or whatever whatever terminology you prefer, and just how they take advantage of them, knowing that these women want to advance higher in their careers, and just the disgusting things that they'll do to give them what they want.
1: Yeah, again in in the arts, and I'm I'm from Hollywood, like. It's it's very much a thing in the Hollywood industry too, and the desperation and the this obsession with with looking a certain way of being pretty enough of um, doing what needs to be done, and then people there um, in the arts there is a big thing about how like a lot of women feel kind of pressured to look a certain way to present themselves with their art and if that's what they choose to do um you know all power to them that's awesome you know pose with your painting or with your book or with your music video whatever but this this pressure that you have to do things that way it like with body image and everything like i mean the the ageism there's this this age between 35 and 55 for women it's in the arts it's just this this very strange period where people don't want to see you they either want to see you know a beautiful by society standards young woman or an old wise you know woman maybe but people want to reject that and it's it's cool seeing a lot of these older wrestlers who are still going and who are still kind of showing up and and not, you know, you look at Charlotte Flair and she is gorgeous, but she's not afraid to look like crap. Like she's not afraid to have her hair all over the place and make whatever face she needs to make. And seeing these successful, amazing, talented, beautiful women, just, you know, not (laughs) <laughs> Not be afraid to be like that. Like I think that's awesome and I, I'm excited to see more of that and people are I think leaning towards wanting more authenticity um in that respect.
0: Yeah, I agree. And yeah, Charlotte she's actually my current favorite of the women. I have a few Charlotte, Bianca cuz she's crazy athletic and on top and beautiful on top of that as well. Jade Cargill, I've followed her off and on from AEW and she's you know, be a superstar in WWE for sure. And Naomi just making her comeback. She's another one that I've been a fan of for a very long time. And happy to see her, you know, her athletic ability being showcased the way it should have always been and showcased. And just yeah, the women's division in WWE in general, with especially with Triple H in power, has shined brighter than it ever has, in my opinion. And I've other wrestling fans that I've talked to they agree with me like my friend Koj, he is a big proponent of women's wrestling and he agreed with me that under Triple H rest, women's wrestling is, is the best that it's ever been and because they're no longer just the sexual objects that they were 30 years ago and now they are yes they are beautiful but they are also athletic and putting on matches that are often better than a lot of the men like you look at last year's Wrestlemania with Rhea and Charlotte That's most a lot of people that was their favorite match of the entire weekend and i cannot argue against that really you know it was probably my favorite of the entire weekend as well and even other people i've talked to that the last three wrestlemanias that our favorite matches have been the women's matches that have happened like sasha and bianca from 37
1: yeah that was that was a good one yeah
0: yeah, and Becky and Bianca from 38 as well was another one that I absolutely loved. I remember McFoley Foley raved about that being his favorite match of the whole weekend as well. And of course, like I said, Rhea and Charlotte being, you know, my opinion was match of the year, but that's just, that's just me. Uh, have you been to any of the shows
1: yeah so when i was first getting into wrestling i was living in florida so i i went to some of the the dark matches for the nxt ones and i i did see rhea ripley who is i was a huge fan of her um back when she said so this was back when she was in nxt and uh seeing like how powerful she was in person like without any cameras there or anything was really cool so we we went to a few of those i went to uh to a Raw show in Salt Lake City. And then I went to WrestleMania last year in, in LA. Um, and yeah, like the, the thing is about wrestling that it's just so amazing to me, these, these shows. Like when I was at WrestleMania, I laughed, I cried, I clung on with suspense. I felt like every single emotion you could feel like when you when Bianca came out little baby Bianca is doing their dance like it was so adorable and just how a wrestling match of you know the the whole show can make you feel so many things and it it, it is art to me it definitely is art I think we're we're missing a lot of emotion and a lot of art forms and creativity right now and it's it really makes me think when I create something, whether it's art, whether it's poetry, whether it's my podcast, like what what am I making someone feel? I'm not sure how like emotions <laughs> and stuff have played a part for you in wrestling, but I know for me, like the, it's, it's made me feel such extreme emotions that I can only compare with maybe a movie or something.
0: Yeah, I can get that. I'm, I've, I'm someone who is very much in invest, invested in stories. So, like, like I can, I'll use the example of, of video games. Like, growing up, I was into, like, the, you know, button-mashing, fighting games a lot, but now that I'm, as I've gotten older, I've been more into the single-player, story-driven kind of games, like the Uncharted games or The Last of Us and some of the Resident Evil games that are very, sh- about, very much about the story and then I get so emotionally invested in the story. Like, like, one of the more recent games that I played that I was so surprised at how emotionally invested I got into it was the game Stray. Uh, are you familiar with the game Stray with the with the cat? It's like, it's you're, you're playing as a cat in a post-apocalyptic world, and you have this little sidekick that helps you along the way, trying to... Because the game starts out with, it's the cat with his or her, like, little group of other cats, and... Falls to like this little sewer pipe, and then ends up in this like dystopian world that's like humans don't exist anymore, and it's all like robots or and, and androids and whatever. And this cat is just trying to survive, and along the way, these you know android beings have the cat help them with their tasks. And one of the uh, the one that becomes your sidekick, you're helping it restore its memories little by little, and spoilers for anyone who has not played the game and has wanted to play the game and if you don't want it spoiled you can just let me know and i'll shut up right now
1: yeah i've never really got into video games i'm gonna be honest so i i don't know anything about it but i mean it sounds like i would watch my husband play video games and i'm like i didn't realize that it had this deep of a story so yeah a lot of these things that like i didn't know wrestling had storylines i didn't know video games had storylines i don't know but yeah there's there's just something about story that like being invested into a long-term story that that really triggers I, i i mean anything could be a story i think story is so important to humanity and the way we portray things and i think that it's it's an art that we need to focus on just as much as algebra, mathematics, science, like any of those things. Like, I don't know how has story and storytelling in addition to, you know, you're talking about this video game. I'd love to hear more about how it's affected you in regards to
0: mental health. Well, specifically for this one, like, again, like talking about the sidekick that you have and you're restoring the memories of of this little robot sidekick that you realize that the memories of the sidekick or it's from when it was in human form. And it has, like, and like the way the story ends, it's a lot more emotional than I expected it to be. And I actually was crying. And how, because of how invested I got into the story. And then other ones like The Last of Us. Anyone who knows me outside of this and even on here and everywhere else knows how much I love The Last of Us. Me and my brother and his, and his husband, they kind of joke that I pretty much wrote the story of The Last of Us with how much I love it and how much, how emotionally invested I am in that one. Because, Yes, that one is like a one of like I guess you can just say it's like a zombie game, but it's more so about the hum- humanity and how they respond to this pandemic that has pretty much shut the world down for twenty something years. And this the universe of that of that game and that in the show now as well for people who's watching the show and the the creators of it who people who wrote the story. Their whole thing is it's a, yeah you have these creatures that you have to you know, take on, but it's more so about the humanity and how there are no real villains in this, in the world that these people inhabit It's just people doing what they can to survive. And depending on your perspective, this person could be the villain. That person could be the villain. This could be a hero. That could be the hero. So it's, you know, it's, it forces you to, I guess, challenge your own morality in that respect to see like, what would I do in, in that, in that world, what I do in this situation and, you know, I feel like that's that's an aspect of mental health that I think not enough people really like to address and focus on. And that's why I, I appreciate the storytelling of these games so much because it, you know, it challenges me and my own mental health, my own perspective on life and how I would challenge those kind of things if I would ever take that on in a real-life situation.
1: That's a really good point, yeah, about just... I, I'm thinking, you know, when I'm watching wrestling, I'm thinking, oh, how would I react in a situation like that? And uh, whether it would be better or worse than whoever it is. And, it, you know, if you think about throughout history, you think of the parables, myths, legends, all these things like that's how people were taught stories. That's how or that's how people were taught these lessons. That's how people were taught morals and history by by these stories and it was such an important part in history and i think the a lot of it is is starting to get a little bit lost with these kind of more gimmicky things or these more commercialized uh, story for hooking the person to get a sale or whatever rather than to make them truly feel things um i'm not sure if you have any thoughts on that or uh anything related to how it with wrestling how it is
0: like what do you mean specifically with with that
1: like so i noticed that with wrestling sometimes they seem to try to push an agenda They they want to just promote something and those are the storylines that seem to just not connect with us And then it's interesting when the audience really tries to push for something and I don't always agree with with the wrestling fans (laughs) You know, I'm just like whatever let them do their things but sometimes it's very clear that the wrestling fans want something they need something they need uh, you know something that will inspire them And the teams with the Becky Lynch thing, for example, they kept trying to get everyone to hate Becky Lynch when, during the whole the man thing. And the people clearly admired her and wanted her to be an example and someone they could look up to. And they kept trying to make her this like bad guy that people hate. So... And I, I noticed that the more Triple H is involved, the better the storyline is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, thinking about the Becky Lynch storyline at that time, yeah, they really tried so hard to make us hate her. And even that first promo she had when she when she turned on Charlotte, talking about that you people never supported me, when, of course, that was not the truth. Everyone was behind her solidly for however many years she had been in NXT and then on Raw and SmackDown up to that point. And then and whoever it was... In the creative that thought we were gonna not cheer for her, clearly they didn't. They were not watching the show and not paying attention to the audience reaction, especially at that SummerSlam. How everybody loved when that happened, and they're chanting it at Charlotte that she deserved it when Becky beat her up, um, which I just was the cherry on top of that for that one. I guess also you can even look at the with the Rock coming back, how that kind of backfired on them. And fans were solidly behind Cody. As soon as The Rock showed up, uh, unless you want to believe some of the dirt she reports that this was the plan all along. I don't believe that. Then again, you never know. You know they could they could just be that smart. Triple H could just be that smart that he knew we were going to turn on The Rock, and he had all this plan from the beginning. Looking at other storylines like the like Kofi Mania, how that one was just unexpected, but the fans were all in for that, and. That was a story that WWE could not fight and brought us all the way to WrestleMania and him winning the WWE title. And which is funny since it kind of paralleled and mirrored the story of Daniel Bryan five years earlier, how he was not the chosen one of the WWE, but the fans made him our chosen one and it brought him to the main event of WrestleMania. And I guess you can kind of see that happening with Cody as well, where he might not have been the chosen one when they brought him back but clearly, he is the chosen one that fans are behind for the last two years. And who knows what's going to happen this year. I mean, we all thought he had it last year and it didn't happen. And this year, everyone is 50-50 on it. I mean, how do you feel? How do you think that's going to go?
1: I I don't know. I, I think that because the story this year is so similar to last year. I think that maybe they needed to throw the rock in to get people upset, just make it a little bit different from last year personally but i'm not really an expert on these i i haven't really followed his story quite as much as uh some of the other stories so but i do think it's cool that the the fans do have some power in this so it's unlike a movie where it's already made it's already you know everything's through it with with wrestling and with video games you you kind of have a little bit of power in as, as someone who's playing a character or as a fan being outspoken. So I don't know, I, I kind of like that that there is that aspect to it.
0: Yeah, I like that too. I mean, but then again, you know, sometimes giving the audience a little too much power can also backfire as well and might not go the, the ideal direction. Um, but that's just me and how I look at things. I guess I also kind of want to look at how... From the perspective, as as from like as a wrestling fan, and looking at some of these stories and how, like how it's how inspirational Kofi Mania was, how inspirational Becky Lynch's rise as the man to her main eventing WrestleMania uh, the same year that Kofi won, and everything that has come along the way since then. With again, like I mentioned before, about how women are taken so much more seriously now than they than they were years ago. You know, now it's not it's not out of the ordinary for women to be main eventing the weekly shows or main eventing the PLEs, premium live events, and because before it used to be a big deal. Like, oh, the women main eventing this show, main eventing main eventing this show. Now it's just oh, there. That's just that's just the match now. You know, now it's no longer oh, we're making history with the women doing this and doing that. Now it's just that's just part of the show, and I love that. And and I especially because you, you can see. How the like the young children watching, especially like little girls, how they are so inspired by these things. Like like Roxanne on NXT, how she was inspired by like by Natalia and the the Bellas, and you know look where that brought her to you know now where she is. And it's like you know I guess I mean I'm not a wrestler. I've never been a wrestler, and at my age and my health, I'll never be a wrestler. And but I can see that. Cause when I was a kid, I did used to want to be a wrestler and you know, how, like how much this can impact. So especially when we're the younger that we are and when, you know, when we're at that vulnerable age that these things can just imprint on us for life and looking at it from the mental health aspect of it is just, you know, that it can kind of consume you in a positive and sometimes in a negative way and that it can become your life for better or worse. And I would hope that it would be for the better. in In my case, at, at least, like if I were to have children and they got into this and they got invented it, invested in the stories like I have, and it would inspire them, wanting to be able to prepare them, you know, for the mental aspect of it, to let them know that you know it's okay if it doesn't go your way right away. Because I can speak from my own experience of not exactly from wrestling, but just other stuff that I've done and tried to do and attempted to do. That you know, not getting that instant satisfaction and gratification, how much I can really mess with you mentally. And that's something that I've tried to, I've tried to really break that mindset of, you know, where is that I need it right here, right now, right now, trying to be more logical and it might not happen now, but it could happen later on if I keep working at it, you know?
1: Yeah, like, I mean, with, with uh, Naomi, she was the first person who I really idolized in wrestling at that, you know, she was the, the champion. Uh, one of the champions at the time when I first got into it and you know she was gone for a while and the way that seeing her return it's it's like you know you think that her story's done but she's not done and you know for some people it is done Ember Moon was she was another person who I really really admired and sometimes they aren't are able to come back sometimes they aren't and just realizing that we all have our own story to tell and You know, maybe it's to millions of people, maybe it's just to, you know, a friend or family member, but I think we all have a story to tell and that's something we can take from wrestling, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we all have our stories to tell, however unique that they are and whatever our stories are, where they take us, where they where they started. Yeah, everybody has a story to tell and everyone has a story to finish, I guess if you want to look at it that way, finishing the story. Uh, and you, yeah, you mentioned about you know, some of the creative art that you do, what kind of art have you done?
1: Yeah, so I I started out in animation, I got carpal tunnel and health issues, so I ended up having to leave that and go into tech. But Right now, I I just do art for fun um, to promote. I have my own podcast. It's called The Success Palette. It's all about creativity, mental health, financial advice for creative entrepreneurs, social media, all of that stuff. So if if anyone is into that, I'd love to uh, have you follow along. But I do have art for that. I draw drawings of all my guests so you're gonna you're gonna get one because this episode is gonna be um a bonus episode for my podcast but yeah so i i also just like to write for fun i write poetry i'd love to finish a novel one day and yeah so that's that's a little bit of me and um yeah and i definitely would say that wrestling has played a huge part in really going for things like starting my podcast or like, you know, whatever other fun project I decide to just go ahead and, and do instead of just wishing I could do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I used to draw a lot when I was growing up too. And I actually, one of my drawings was actually published in a, in one of the WWE magazines in 2006. So that's pr- one of my little claim to fame that, that I like to brag about every now and then. Uh, it was a picture of Naomi.
1: Actually, arms. liked yeah. one of my fan arts that I did for her. So <laughs> that was my my biggest thing. But that's so cool that it was in a magazine. How awesome!
0: Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite drawings that I've ever drawn. I wish I would have had a copy of it because it was a picture of John Cena as a doctor of thugonomics and he had a little chart with patients' names what it was the different wrestlers that he had fought, he had wrestled during that time that had uh, Edge, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, Chris Jericho, and on the bottom of the list was Triple H, because it was just before WrestleMania when he was in a fight, Triple H, so that was the only name that was not checked off on the list, uh, but it's still pretty cool that I have that on there, and They they even have my full name written where they shared the picture because other times it would be like, oh, artwork by, like, John or by Dave. But no, mine, it's my full name, Julian L. Berrios, right there, for the whole world to see. And I'm just, everyone's telling me that I should get that, you know, that magazine framed and just, uh, uh, yeah, eventually I will, yeah.
1: That's so cool. Now I want to see it. But yeah, that that's awesome, and so I didn't I didn't know that about you that that you draw. So gonna have to check that out. But yeah, thank thanks again for this discussion. This was this was a really fun one.
0: Yeah, I did have a lot of fun with this. I hope we can do this again soon. You know, i I enjoy having other people that I can talk to about this kind of stuff.
1: Thanks again for letting me on, and I will be excited to see it whenever it's up. And I will send you any of my links if you want to put them in
0: the show notes. I'll do that. Thank you. And I'll send you my stuff as well. Perfect. That was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed having that conversation with her and having her on here and being able to speak with her about wrestling, about mental health. And, uh, yeah, just have all, I have, her link in, the show notes, the description of this episode for you guys to check out. You can follow her on her social media, check out her podcast as well. And, um, Thank you all so much for watching, for listening, for subscribing. And if you're not subscribed, please do so. You can do so, again, on on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, wherever else. The links are down there in the information as well. And if you'd like to reach out to me, if you'd like to be a guest on here, or if you'd just like to join in the conversation, you can do so on all my social media, Facebook, Instagram, Threads, TikTok, Snapchat, Vero, uh, or my email, you can check me out directly on my email, Podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, and I love and appreciate every single one of you who have been following me on this journey, whether you've been here since day one or you've just been here since yesterday. I truly and genuinely am grateful to every single one of you that watch the videos, listen to the podcast, have interacted with me on social media, especially those of you that I've been chatting with on threads over the last few months and few weeks. And this has been the Meditites podcast. I am Julian, and I'll see all of you on the next one. Bye-bye.